All right, guys, this is it. I'm interviewing none other than the girl herself, Maza Travel. She is my fiance now, but she's been my longtime girlfriend. She's a brilliant girl. I love her not just because of her brains, but because of her absolute beauty. You should check her out at Maza Travel. She's a fantastic person inside and out. I've grown so much as a man because of her, and she's the best. So I cannot wait to interview her, show you guys how awesome she is, and She's all about fitness as well, not just traveling, but she actually shows us how stepping into nature and traveling is good for your physical and mental health. So with that said, let's introduce her to the jungle. All right, guys, we're back. So I have with me someone special, someone close. I have my fiance, longtime girlfriend, now fiance, Maza Travel. How are you doing, Maza? I'm great. I'm so excited that after all these years, <laughs> I'm finally on your podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> I have all these people, I never, never asked you these questions. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I'm really amped to have you here because uh, there's a lot of value you can give to my community, uh, like the fitness and outdoor and like your community is the outdoor community and i wanted to show that there is a lot of overlap there so um hiking living an outdoor lifestyle um tell me how that how you got into being outside going outside and hiking and traveling yeah absolutely so it started off for me in my childhood actually my mom she is the one who inspired me to like always look to nature always want to go outside because we are all from nature. That's where we all come from. So I grew up in Virginia going into the Shenandoah Mountains. So we would always go on hikes there every chance we got. And the first big hike we ever did was hiking Old Rag Mountain. Yes. And I don't even know how many times in my life I've hiked that <laughs> one. But that's the classic nine-mile loop. So since then, I've absolutely loved going outside, hiking, exploring, and just being outside. Because the benefits that you get... From nature are just countless there are so many yeah tell me about those benefits and it wait before you do I do want to make a note your mom one of the first times I did meet your mom was to hike old rag with you yeah. that was the first time like I did old rag it's a it's a hell of a hike it's yeah. like eight miles rock uh, scrambling it's out and back or is it a loop trail it's it's a loop yeah it's a giant that's right yeah. it's a giant loop and it took forever and it was just I think it's a great way to get to know someone too, going yeah. on a hike with them, get to see what they're like, because it is not just a physical feat, it's a mental feat too. Mm-hmm. You're really in your head. So tell me about the physical and mental benefits and other benefits of being outside. Yeah. So aside from just like moving your body, so you're literally like when you're hiking all these mountains, a lot of the time you're just doing Stairmasters, just yeah. like up and down the mountains. Sometimes when you're outside hiking, there's a lot of rock climbing, rock scrambling, The hikes here in Hawaii now have a lot of rope climbs, so you need upper body strength as well. And you also need to be strong if you're going on longer hikes. You need to be able to carry your water, carry your food, carry, like, if you're a photographer, your camera and gear and everything. And for longer backpacking trips, you need to be able to carry all the gear and food that you need to survive outside in the wilderness. So there's that physical aspect of it. And then the mental aspect of it comes from... Nature, like I said, is where we all come from. So when you go into nature, there's this classic quote that you always receive more than you go out to find. So 
the benefits are just healing and grounding and brings you peace and brings you closer to yourself and also the earth. So the benefits are just holistic and all around. Yeah, I definitely feel that. And I love, um, I think it's the Japanese who have a phrase, uh, forest bathing. Mm-hmm. When you step out, like I love that so much. Um, <laughs> I think I've said that every episode now. <laughs> it's one of my favorite terms ever because it feels like you're just bathing in nature. And when you come back indoors, you're like, wow, I'm not only in more touch with myself, I'm more touch with the Pachamama is uh, indigenous uh, Americans in the South South Americans say like yeah. Mother Nature, and um, it's so it's so great. And so, what? Tell me about your brand, your Instagram page at Maza Travel. What is what is the purpose of your Instagram page? What's the purpose of your brand? What do you do? What do you offer? Yeah, so I created this Instagram page at Maza Travel, and it sort of came out as an anonymous escape for me to try to escape the nine to five walls that I felt very trapped inside. Mm. And so I knew I loved nature. I knew I loved outdoors, photography and travel, but I felt trapped just like literally in a cubicle, but also mentally, I felt like there was no one else out there like me who shared these passions and just wanted more of life than what society was offering. And so I made this Instagram page and just through posting my passions of photography and travel, and all these motivational captions that were not only helping me, I started to connect with people who were literally exactly like me from all around the world, realizing that there's more to life. And so I show up on this page, Mother Travel, I share my travel photography and adventures in nature and everything with hopes to inspire people who are just like me, but also others to realize that you don't just have to settle for the path that's laid out for you in life. Like you can create your dream life and you don't always have to dream. You can actually take action to make that dream life real. So that's right. what I hope to share on that page. That's awesome. And I, I admire you so much for that because definitely it's so hard following that channel that's already been grooved of do this, do that. Don't question things like, oh, my job sucks. Oh, it always sucks. Just get It'll get better when you get that promotion. And when you get promoted, it's just more responsibilities, right? It doesn't go away. Um, and I definitely love that you never took it you never settled and you're just living life on your terms and it's so admirable i I love that um thank you yeah and it's actually really funny because so we've been dating what six years right six years and a half and then and then we've been engaged for a year now so it's around seven years we're together something like that and so I've known you for a long time and I've known you as a very studious person because you are one and like you got a very technical job now and it is an environment that's very cutthroat and it was an environment that's very uh, very technical, very male dominant and it was really a struggle to see someone I loved not get that human connection, not get that nature connection that I met you that I knew you wanted and I knew that you were seeking. And I'm so happy that this travel community you found all over the world aren't just good people. They're people who have very, they're very like-minded with you. They, they really care about you. They're invested in you. When you share a fun fact in your story one day, months down the line, someone else remembers that fact and like points it out. Like people are invested in your goals. People are invested in, in what you have to say. And I think that is something that's not really seen much as an outsider. They see, oh, Maza Travel, she's crushing it, whatever. But you've gone through some struggles to get to where you are. You didn't have this connection, this community. And I love that you didn't just pray for it 
you went out and found it and I think that community, that sense of community is not just on the internet and like social media, which is great. You found it, but like that sense of community you've seen outdoors on these hikes, you've met people that way too. It's just so, it's just so unique. It's awesome. And I'm, I'm really glad that your brand is one that pushes going outside and making these connections that last a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. And we've actually seen that translate into real life. Like mm-hmm. you said, like all these people are online right now. Right now. And social media, you really, if you use it positively these days, you can get positive benefits from it. Yeah. And we've actually met these like-minded people in real life. So I can't imagine as things start to open up, how many group trips and retreats and stuff like that, there will be the potential to plan with all these people. Exactly. It's because you've been proactive about it. You're like, this is who I am. These are what's important to me. And you put yourself in these situations where people are there. And not many people do that. So I commend you for it. That's awesome. Thank you. Um... What's what's how has Mazda Travel the brand changed this year from last year or the year before? How's it different twenty twenty one? Oh, I would say that I've definitely developed more as a creator and found more of my niche and my confidence. So mm-hmm. I always knew I was passionate about photography in and of itself, and photography at the end of the day, it's a creative art, and through art, people are seeking to tell a story, right. and so. In order to be the most effective communicator through my medium of photography, I had to develop as a photographer. So the biggest changes that I've seen have been made over the past years have been when I've made investments into my learning Mm -hmm. and literally going out there through trial and error and learning more and more about how to shoot in different lighting conditions. Or if it's approaching blue hour, is sunrise the best? what angles work best and developing myself better as a storyteller Mm. and through that way I can be a more effective communicator and actually reach people through the stories that I'm seeking to share. So I would say that along with my development has come a development of my confidence in the brand that I am and actually we just registered Mazda Travel as a business so that was definitely a huge step. It's an LLC now. It's Mazda Travel LLC. Yeah, yeah. So that was a huge contribution to the confidence factor. Yeah, that's your confidence has skyrocketed, um, and it's definitely merited. Um, I do want to commend you for at the end of uh, the second half of 2020, you really jumped into videography too. Yeah, which is really great. What's what's your what are your thoughts on videography? Yeah, so videography was always a really intimidating platform for me, just because. Photography was my expertise. I loved it and I knew that videography was the future and it's an even more advanced way to tell stories Mm -hmm. And everyone was headed in that direction. So when I invested in the Lost Creator Academy That's really where I saw the broken down steps and video modules and just teaching me how to become a better Communicator through video. What's uh, what is that Lost Creators Academy LCA? Yeah, so it was created by Christian he, his Instagram page is at Lost LeBlanc. And so he created this academy, basically, which is a huge community, over a thousand creators from all around the world. And he has a lot of video modules from everything from photography to videography to the business aspect of being a content creator. So it's just a comprehensive, awesome community of people like-minded from all around the world. Yeah, awesome. Um, let me get back on track. Mm-hmm. Um I, I could talk content creation with you all the time, like, um, and I'm definitely praised for not resting on your laurels. Like, you have accomplished a lot, and you keep going forward. You're pushing new things. You have a new series coming out every Wednesday, right? Yeah. Uh, interview. 
other content creators and uh, adventure photographers and you're setting up a community on in the cloud and like an interview community which is great too right yeah thank you Uh, but yeah let me get back on track let me ask you about um because when we met we had a little bit of a different lifestyle but we both met through sports remember like we met last year of high school um i rode crew all four years and you came in for the last year we met via sports. So I know you care a great deal about sports, but our diets were a bit different. Like you've always loved farmer's markets and like eating local. And I didn't know anything about farmer's markets, mm-hmm. remember? And luckily when we went to um, college at Virginia Tech, Blacksburg has this farmer's market every Saturday. So you introduced me to the farmer's markets. What's the benefit of eating local and supporting local businesses? Yeah, there's so many benefits to that. So something that I've learned more and more, not only does supporting farmers markets, like local farmers markets, put money directly into the state you're living in, the area you're living in, like the farmer's hands, but also, for example, if you eat local raw honey in the place that you're living in, that decreases your chances of getting allergies because you're literally getting those out, like the pollens and everything through the honey that you're eating. So there are health benefits as well to eating local. It's the most fresh, most up-to-season, healthy, delicious food that you can eat. For example, we just had a mango, (laughs) and it was the best mango of my life. Fresh from the farmer's market, more orange than any other mango I've seen. There are so many benefits to it. Yeah, the flavor is delicious. It's good for you, yeah. Um, What are your favorite ways to stay active? Yeah, so I like how you touched that on that at the beginning. So we met through rowing on the high school crew team. Mm And all throughout my life, I've loved just being fit, moving my body in whatever form that is. For me, like fun is the first factor. Like we're humans, we're created to move. And so movement for me is fun. I try to make it something that I enjoy. So growing up, I tried every single sport. My parents would be in every sport, whatever I was feeling that season we would do. So I did gymnastics, a lot of swimming. I did karate for a long time. I actually stuck with that for a long time, got my black belt, and then after that i quit karate right before high school and that's when i started playing volleyball Mm. so volleyball is the sport that i played the most in high school i actually played for the high school team and then some on the community team on the side and i loved volleyball i loved the team aspect of it all like the whole team coming together and i was actually the setter so the quarterback of the team (laughs) (laughs) okay so that was really awesome And then my senior year, I always saw these advertisements for the crew team at Westfield. And I thought it was so fun. It was senior year. So I roped a friend along with me and I was like, let's go join the crew team. This looks awesome. Like you're outside, you're on the water. It's senior year. Like, let's just go do this. And so we signed up and that's where we met. And it was the most fun semester of high school ever because we were outside every single day, like being fit, moving our bodies, getting sunshine, awesome team aspect, like community picnics at every race that was the best time yeah there's i love that yeah Yeah. you have such a solid background in sports that's great yeah and so after that when i got to college i was really so i wasn't a college athlete and really outside of that in college you have to be intentional about being fit like either you 100 percent do it or you don't right because you don't have like a required height like high school gym class to take anymore it's all up to you if you're going to be fit if you're going to move your body or not so in college i did still continue to do all of my outdoor adventures and stuff but i did really miss the group aspect of fitness Mm -hmm. and so that's when i found my sweet spot 
at Virginia Tech, our college, um, group fitness classes. So yeah. I loved trying all different types of group fitness classes there. There was one specifically that was called Body Pump. Yeah. And that class, <laughs> I've explained it to so many people because no one has ever, ever heard of it. It's over a thousand repetitions on cue to music with medium weight all throughout the class. And that was the first time in my life after rowing on the crew team that I really got toned yeah. and started to develop muscle. Yeah. And so after trying body pump, I my junior year, I decided to sign up for weight training. Ooh. And that was my first dip into weight training. It was every Tuesday, Thursday, 8 a.m., Everyone was like, you're so crazy. What are you doing? Because, you know, college students love to sleep in and everything. And I was like, no, this is so cool. I'm getting stronger and I can actually measure. Like we did a check-in at the beginning of the semester of how many push-ups we could do, how many bench presses we could do, how many leg press, like how much weight we could do and reps. And then we measured the same at the end of the semester. And I was like, I can literally measure my weight over just these weeks from going consistently. Yeah. And I love that. So I balanced weight training with yoga, and I found that to be the perfect balance in college. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely remember that transition when you were going into body pump. I didn't know it was a thousand reps a class. That's insane. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a lot of hypertrophy. Like your muscles. I remember your shoulders blew up. Yeah, you had bolder shoulders. Yeah, I mean you're still strong and everything. But tell me what. So yeah, tell me the transition of your weight training phase. So like as soon as you started training, uh, like bodybuilding and doing that. Yeah, so I know I was hesitant about like diving into the weight training class for a while because I always like thought and I would see all these huge ripped people and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't want massive <laughs> muscles. That was a legitimate concern of mine that the second I picked up a dumbbell above two pounds, yeah. I would just blow up. And I was like, no, 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 no. Hey guys, this is what I would tell her. I was like, if you get swole on your first week of lifting, then we're all doing something wrong. <laughs> like, who do you think you are that you're going to get all these gains? And I thought he was joking. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want that to happen. So I put it off for so long and so many girls have that fear. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very common fear among girls that you'll get really swole. I mean, you probably like get really strong, but like there are like hormonal differences. Like you can't get that massive outside of your natural frame. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's awesome for the people who do want to get massive. But right. Just for like myself and my lifestyle goals. That wasn't the direction I wanted to go down. Right. I wanted something that made me feel toned and healthy and happy. Um, and I'm really glad I did dive into weight training. Yeah, definitely. You love squatting. Squatting, leg yeah. day, you did not shy away from those. Really good, at, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what was BBG? Was that something? Yeah, so that was after I graduated from college. That was when I sort of felt like, okay, I'm in the real world. I'm in this 9 to 5 grind. Then it's really up to you to make a conscious effort about finding your fitness, finding your community. Yeah. So I tried a whole bunch of different gyms. I tried literally every gym in the Northern Virginia area, like their free trial stuff. And I just didn't love it. Just going to the gym, everyone had headphones in, doing your thing and leaving. I was like, this is, I don't know. It just didn't click for me. Yeah. And then I tried, stepped way outside of my comfort zone when I found the CrossFit class crossfit pr star yes. in centerville virginia i remember i was so nervous when i sent that email <laughs> and i said hi i'm interested in trying out a class because i would just like you know what you hear about crossfit is all these huge people they're so strong they're the best in the game and i was like well i'm not the best in the game but i'm really, <laughs> I was like, but I'm really interested in the community aspect and i remember i went to that class 
I did like the first day introduction with Coach Bobby. Yes. Everyone in the class was like, hey, how you doing? Just introducing themselves, being so nice. I remember I was like, I have a goal to do one pull up. Just everyone being like, oh, yeah, you got this. Just keep coming in. And then I walked out of that free, like first class and I saw a rainbow and I was just like, wow, this oh. clicked outside. It was like the perfect matchup of everything. And then we signed up for CrossFit. And so that was the fitness type community that I was always seeking that we found after graduating. Yeah, CrossFit is so awesome, right? It's this community. It's like a team. Everyone's cheering you on. Um, you can track your goals. And Coach Bobby, Coach Cameron, um, Coach Chrissy, Coach Joel, everyone, you know, like Ryan. That's such a great gym. PR star in, in Chantilly, Virginia. That's the best. Like So awesome. Like The community there is so great. Like I remember once I signed up for one of the Friday night competitions. What yeah. was the name of it? Uh, they have PR like Star Wars. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And they have the CrossFit Open too, which is yeah. all CrossFit boxes have. Yes. So I signed up for one of those and I remember I was on the team. So the team was encouraging me. And I thought there is no way that I can lift this 95 pound dumbbell oh, above my clean head. Oh, clean jerk, right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, there is no way. She had me start at a weight. She was like, just try. And I tried and I, and then kept trying, kept trying. And the last time I got it and I lifted it with ease. Huh. And so I could see that it was really just the team, like the mindset shift. Like the second you lift your mindset because they believed in me, I was like, wow, I can really do this. And there's video proof of me lifting that barbell over yeah. my head the place erupted yeah when, when you, when everyone you was so community like community the community was amazing yeah that was, that's one of the coolest parts though like when you do pr when you do something that like you've been working on and everyone's watching you everyone's nothing but supportive and when you get it everyone erupts yeah it's awesome. love it i'm so glad that's on video though that, yeah that's, that's seriously <laughs> that's crazy um so you did say you touched on that you've been balancing weight training and um, with yoga and yes. flexibility, mobility. I remember not only did you get me into CrossFit, you got me into yoga. Yeah. So, uh, hot yoga is my favorite. I really love hot yoga. Um, it's it's so cool how you can sweat and like stretch and like be mobile. But during quarantine, you got me into YouTube yoga, right? Mm -hmm. Looking up YouTube channels. Shout out to Siana Elise <laughs> and uh, Boho Beautiful. Yeah. We've been doing their classes. Like, they're, they're really awesome. Tell me about your, your yoga journey and how you became a yogini. Yeah. So I absolutely <laughs> love yoga. I was introduced to it my junior year of college by one of my roommates. She took me to the yoga class in the local Blacksburg community. And I just loved the practice. It was sort of like going into nature for me, but in a different form. Because doing yoga for the first time in my life, I felt like I could just be in tune with every limb of my body. Mm. Like yoga really provides you that amazing, beautiful mind-body connection. And I was also a little bit naturally good at yoga because when I did karate, we would spend 30 minutes of the class stretching. So I'm really <laughs> flexible and that led into a benefit of my yoga journey. But I think that everyone, whatever kind of athlete you are, can benefit so much from having a solid yoga practice. Yeah. And so since then, I've been practicing very regularly. And one of my hopes is to one day get yoga teacher training and just like really dive in, not to become a teacher, but to just learn so much more about the practice of yoga. Yeah. You definitely need to go on a retreat. I yeah. I feel like I love it. Um, 
it's so awesome when we made uh, friends in Colorado and Denver. Uh, Elizabeth and Ben are yeah. a couple friends there. Uh, they went on a yoga retreat to Costa Rica. They came back with certifications and they gave us um, a wonderful like experience over at their place. We did yoga together and it's and we stretched and we had food and I just remember wow this practice of yoga not only is it really good for you individually but it's, it shows a community of people that yeah. care about their body's health a little bit differently from uh, like weight training in the weight training community the people who do yoga they think about things such as um, gratitude and like mm-hmm. being present in your mat and awareness and like they're a little bit more um, in tune with nature and in tune with energy and I've noticed that people who do practice yoga tend to be so nice and mm-hmm. so just spiritually awoken and I'm just glad that um, yoga has been introduced to your life because it introduced it to mine and it's yeah. just a beautiful beautiful practice it really is and yeah. I feel like a lot of people get confused about that they feel like the yoga community might be too intimidating to step into if they're not an expert yogi. Mm. But really, it's one of the most open-minded, welcoming, just holistic, wellness-focused communities out there. Yeah, and definitely some of my friends, I had to, my college roommates, mm-hmm. uh, they were like, oh, can we, like, when I was going to hot yoga in the same studio you, in Balance in Blacksburg, Virginia, I would say, you guys should try this out. It's awesome. They're like, no, we can't really go. And I'm like, why not? It's like, we're guys. Like, we're gonna, we're not yeah. we're not welcome. It's going to be uncomfortable for everyone else. And I'm like, no, guys, people don't care. Mm-hmm. People do not care. People are welcome. They'll help you out. Yeah. And they had the a blast. Welcoming. Yeah. yeah. They came. They had a blast. It was awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So what else can you tell me about your fitness goals? Like, what are you trying to achieve fitness-wise? Yeah, so right now, sort of since COVID hit, obviously we couldn't go into a CrossFit gym. I couldn't go into yoga studios as I love to do. So fitness really adopted and changed for me in the last year. And that shifted more to become home workouts and outdoors. So in the winter months when we were living in Colorado, when we couldn't, we still went outside. We would do snowshoeing, skiing sometimes and stuff like that. But I started doing online fitness classes that were just fun for me. So a lot of circuit classes, a lot of virtual yoga classes, like you said. But more of my fitness goals while we're living here in Hawaii. And I think that's why I think Hawaii is such a good lifestyle match for us is because the whole lifestyle here is outdoor focused. Yeah. Like people here live a life outdoors they love to go hiking they love to go to the beach in whatever the weather is like we were talking about that the other day we were walking along the beach it was cloudy a little bit rainy and people had a wind surfing thing and they have literally a tool for every sport because every day is precious every day is beautiful and they're appreciating the gift that is health like health is the health is literally wealth like without it you don't have anything else so that's what i really hope to do this year is make it a priority to move my body in a way that feels good to me every day and just make the most of life. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And you're making me think of a quote Tony Robbins said. Remember, it's like, someone who has, who's healthy has a million wishes. Someone who's unhealthy only has one. Yeah. yeah. Just got chills. You got chills. <laughs> I actually did. Yeah, yeah, because it's so true. I mean, how many times have you gotten, like, a little bit of lower back pain from sitting in the wrong way and it's all you can think about you know mm-hmm. exactly and like oh you get a stuffy nose and you can't breathe out of your right nostril you're like oh all i want is that back 
So people don't realize it, but just having health is such a blessing. And expressing gratitude for that will bring back even more blessings to you. Mm -hmm. Because how do you expect to get more in your life if you aren't already grateful for what you have? Exactly. And the reciprocity of it. And even like in worst case scenarios, you get like really sick, right? Like Mm -hmm. you get really sick. You all you're gonna think about is wow, I wish like I took advantage of my health and my youth when I had it. Yeah. That's another thing that actually reminds me. So another thing that really motivates me to show up on my page and really inspire people to build their dream lives now is because you hear the age-old quote of people reaching the end of their lives and they just never went for it. They wish they hadn't worked that hard. They wish they had spent more time doing what they love. They wish they had made the most of their life. Like we're only, every single moment we're getting older, every day that passes, you're never gonna get that day back. And it's the classic story, especially where we were living in Virginia. So many people wait for one day to finally go on that dream trip, to finally like talk to that person or whatever it is they want to do, right now is it. Exactly. Some days is not a day on the calendar. Yeah. You got to just exit, put it, I mean, put an X on on that day and just like attack. You got to do it. Yes. Start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Archer Ashy said that, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's that's great. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's a great quote. And I love that... um, you've listened to people that motivate you and you always have these quotes available to you. <laughs> Who are some of the people you look up to and for what reason? Yes. So mindset is everything. Mindset is literally everything. Two people can be having the exact same day, exact same things happening to them. And the way you interpret it is 90% of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So mindset is so important. And that being said, I like to prime myself in positive ways. One of them is meditation, just taking the time to know myself, tune into myself. And I also find that through time in nature is that's sort of a meditation type experience with me. Yeah. Um, but another part of it is that like the people that you listen to, the music you listen to, the resources you listen to. So a huge influence for me has been Tony Robbins. And so actually last summer I discovered him for the first time ever through his Netflix show, what was it called? I am Tony Robbins. I am not your guru. And I remember people had always talked about Tony Robbins, but I didn't know who he was. And I feel like he came into my life at the right time because I was ready to set new goals. I was ready to level up. And if you haven't checked out Tony Robbins yet, he is legit. He has tried and tested it all. He is the master in lifestyle coaching and lifestyle design and literally any area of your life. If you're an athlete, if you're a president, if you're a business person, Like the resources that Tony has, and a lot of them are free. It's just if you're like lacking motivation, search his 10 minute videos on YouTube. Yeah. He will provide so much value. And I'm not, not to be biased or anything, but he is better than Gary Vee. He (laughs) he actually has delivered and he started on really low lows. He was, as a high school student, he was a janitor as well, just trying to make a buck, right? Like he slept on his like friends' couches trying to make a buck. And like he has been super low and now he's a billionaire with. 60 he only he like runs 63 companies like well like an a he got into ai like 10 years ago um yeah he's a really smart guy and i definitely don't think people talk about him enough he has coached michael jordan he has coached bill clinton he has coached a bunch of people if you go if you look on his instagram page tony robbins you'll see he has coached tom brady as well he's coached gronk like he has these programs and strategies that are so useful and it helps people actually change their lives and their mindset so i love that you look up to tony robbins he's a great guy truly yeah Yeah. truly (laughs) yeah i I was i was that that reminds me i've been trying to 
figure out like a structure for this podcast. And one thing I asked Mikey and what I'm going to ask my future guests is to name someone you admire that's a fictional person and someone that you admire that's a real person. So Tony Robbins, would that would you say that's a real person that you admire Definitely. or would you change it to someone yeah. else? Okay. So who's a fictional person you look up to? Ooh. Could be a book, a movie, something. Yeah. So one person came to my mind immediately. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I've got to say Moana. Moana! <laughs> <laughs> just because I feel like that's the vibe that I'm chasing the most yes. in my life right now. And just, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know, it's sort of linked me and brought us to this island and everything. So that's that's who I admire the most. And that song she sings, she's like stuck on this island. People are like, don't go like past the whatever island don't, yeah. don't swim and like she's the world starts at the horizon right that's what she realizes exactly and the, it's the metaphor for stepping outside of your comfort zone and yes. not accepting what society is giving you and really like building your dream life oh wow get out that, of virginia yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, virginia's great nova's awesome yeah, like yeah. east coast schools are like really nice but we were there our whole life Right, yeah. like you were born in Virginia, mm-hmm. like you were went to school in Virginia, yeah, went to college in Virginia. Like it was time. My job was literally in the same town I was born in. Yeah, same mm-hmm. county. The hospital was right there. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Moana is a great choice. That's awesome. <laughs> I definitely, definitely like that you said that. Thank you. That's yeah. the first thing that came to my mind. Like. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, we we talked on a lot of things. Um, hiking definitely part of your identity and part of your growth. I feel like a lot of people who are outdoorsy are really in touch with themselves because, like you said, it's meditative to be outside and silence is what it is. It's, it's a great place to listen to nature. It's not a place to blast your music on your speaker mm-hmm. as you hike. Yeah, it's a place to be in tune with nature. And um, what what more can you tell me about meditation? You've been doing a lot of meditation for many years now, so. Tell me about that. Yeah, so in the past, I've always turned to meditation when I needed it. So when Mm -hmm. I was going through a hard time, when I was working an internship eight hours a day with a four-hour commute, and I was feeling these same feelings of, I need to get out, I hate it so much, and everyone that I was seeking advice from was just like, this is how it is, you just got to do it, it'll get better. And so I would turn to meditation at those points in my life, and it always had a great way of just bringing me back and clearing my mind and my heart and everything and reminding me of like, okay, what's really important in life? Like I have my health, I have all these things and really just tuning me into my gut instinct, which I've found is the biggest source of truth in my life. And so through my meditation and through my journaling practice, those Mm. two for me go hand in hand. I've been journaling since I was in elementary school. And I think journaling is sort of also my meditation because it's a quiet time for me where I'm able to write down everything that I'm feeling. You get it out of your head and onto paper and suddenly it becomes more actionable or you realize that really it wasn't something to worry about. So many people worry in circles and forever and hours about things that don't ever amount to anything. So once you write it down, it's a great way to capture what it is and either take action on it and make it happen or forget about it because it's on paper and you don't have to waste your mental space remembering it. Wow, that's that's really good, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I love journaling. And also it's such a fun way to look back. It's sort of, It's like a book about your life that you wrote yourself and you're mm-hmm. writing it as you're 10 years old, as you're 15 years old, as you're 20 years old. And I get to go back and be like, oh, what was I feeling before my freshman year of high school, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're not kidding. I've seen them. You have yeah. like dozens of journals filled every page. And that's so, 
That's amazing. Not many people have those anecdotes and archives of their life growing up, your different thoughts and beliefs growing up. That's so, that's amazing. Thank you. How did you get into journaling? Did did any of your parents journal? Did someone you look up to journal? I don't know. I don't think so. I think what it was is that I saw a show of a character or maybe it was Jane Eyre or someone that I really admired Uh who kept a journal. Jane Eyre, she was the one with the chimpanzees, right? No, that's the Jane Eyre is a character in a, or the author of that book. No, no, she's the character in that book that uh, yeah. that we read in, in AP Lit. Oh, okay. Um, Jane Goodall. Goodall. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Jane, Jane Goodall. I think maybe I discovered her and she always kept she's her journal. Yeah. I just remember everyone that I had heard about who kept the journal, I was like, wow, that must be so cool to just be tracking that. Yeah. And just like, and I was always a very in tune with myself type of person. I always like to listen before I speak and really understand what's going on and so writing things down for me was a really great way for me to understand and sort of process my thoughts and everything so yeah I think it was someone I saw maybe and I adopted it because I thought it was cool (laughs) should we tell people what happened at the Jane Goodall uh oh my gosh (laughs) so we're from DC right guys so we in DC they have the National Geographic uh building the Nat Geo building and they have these expositions that rotate every every few months or so. And at the time, there was a Jenga doll exhibit. And she had all her stuff there. And we went to check it out. And then, Mona, you want to take the story over? Yeah. So the thing is, we didn't know it was the Jane Goodall exhibit until we showed up. Right. So, I just, in, so the timing of this all was crazy. It was the spring of 2019, I believe, uh-huh. when I was at the peak of hating what I was doing. Like... <laughs> Commuting so long a day, sitting in a room without windows, just absolutely soul-draining work. And one day, I was like, okay, after work, let's go to this Nat Geo Museum. Sounds awesome. Photography, nature, let's go. We went up to buy tickets. They said, would you also like tickets for the Jane Goodall exhibit? And I was like, oh, yeah. I've like sort of heard a little bit about her. Like I've seen a documentary in school. Yeah. Let's do it. We walk in. They show the opening like overview film monologue thing of her life. And I just break down and start crying because I related to her story spot on. Yeah. Do you remember they were telling her in Britain, you have to stay here. Chasing chimps is like a waste of time. Studying anthropology and and all this is a waste of time. You just got to take it. It sucks. Like you can't go to Africa. It's dangerous. No one knows. We don't know anyone in Africa. There's no network connection, blah, blah, blah. Literally your exact same storyline, and yeah. it just started crying. Yeah, so. I think it showed me a glimmer of hope. That and so that was before or right around when I had created my Instagram, and it showed me, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. This person who is so successful and literally the first woman to do or first human to study chimpanzees so closely and do all these things, she felt the same way I did. Yeah, and so that means something's not wrong with me. People telling me, "Oh, stop thinking about it. Just like this is what it is for everyone and stuff." I was like, "No, that's not true. I don't have to accept that." Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, there's a part of me that really wants to get into the. So she was an understudy for Professor Lacey or whatever his name was. There's a story about him, and I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to say it. So. Jane Goodall is famous because her study and research on chimps was so successful. Like, we learned so much. She managed to get close and all that stuff. But what people don't know is that she was an understudy for a guy, a professor. I forget his name. It starts with an L. Anyway, so he had three different divisions of research. One of them was chimps, which Jane Goodall was. There's another one who was studying uh, 
gorillas, and then there's a third one that's studying, studying orangutans. What people don't tell you is that the girl that was studying the gorillas got, was murdered by like the oh people. Gosh. Yeah, and like because she was getting so close to the gorillas, and the and the indigenous people there didn't like that, and they they like they killed her. And then the gorilla, the orangutans one, something happened to her too. I'm not sure if she was killed or not, but it just it was a failure. But Jane Goodall's went smoothly, went great, and she's like very well praised as she should because she managed to do all this work and she stepped out of her comfort zone. Like people weren't kidding; her family wasn't wrong. Yeah, it was dangerous to go to Africa. No one knows if this research was promising or not, but Mm -hmm. she did it, and that's awesome. And I love the connections that you made. That's so true. Yeah, that's so true. That was a little (laughs) snippet of our relationship that you saw, like. little story time and <laughs> so yeah is there any advice you want to give to the audience or um, your community my community any tips or advice you'd like to say yeah so something that really resonated with me that i learned last summer from one of the tony robbins workshops that we did was that he likes to he loves to preach always give more than you expect to receive and just by giving so he donates millions a year to feeding america because he grew up poor just by giving, whether it's a smile, whether it's a compliment, whether it's money if you can, your time to clean up trash, a piece of plastic on the beach, like whatever it is, give without the expectation to receive and you'll receive so much. Like the energies and I don't know if like karma is really a real thing. It all links into the energy of the universe. And once you just keep giving and giving, the universe will give back to you. And you'll start seeing synchronity, synchronities yeah. and signs from the universe and everything that you're on the right track. And so give more than you expect to receive and you shall have a fulfilling life. That's great. That's profound. I like that. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be on the cloud now in the podcast. That's so exciting. I'm yeah. glad we got to do this. Yeah. Awesome. So, so say goodbye. See you. Bye. Peace.